Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Hello, Small Business School. Welcome back and welcome to the third uh, in our series called The Boardroom. These these episodes are um, really meant to mimic what it would be like to have a board of directors or a, you know, advisory board looking at your business, pushing you to be the best CEO that you could be, helping you have eyes on the various areas of your business that you need to be successful, um, you know, bringing things to your attention that maybe have gotten pushed to the side. I know it's so easy in business to um, pay attention to the urgent. These are the kinds of questions, though, that are going to really have you focusing on the things that are important um, and are important there to help you grow your business, to make sure that your foundation is solid and that you don't have cracks and all the wonderful things. So we're going to dive right in. Today's question and um, push for you is who do you need to receive feedback from? Most of, not every, but most of the small business owners that I meet tend to be in a place that they are very much relying on their own thoughts, their own gut reactions, maybe some reports, but they aren't necessarily getting a lot of feedback from people within or outside their business. And I think that this actually makes sense to me. Having been in your shoes in entrepreneurship, what I know is that when you start a business, you really have to have the blinders on for the first couple of years. Everybody's going to tell you how you should do things and what you should do. You know, your friends are all going to tell you what they think you should do. And your employees are all going to tell you what they think you should do. And your customers are going to tell you what they think you should do. And it is really hard when you don't have that business muscle built up yet to decide who is worth listening to and who you need to ignore. You're not sure yet. So a lot of the time early in business, you kind of have to have your blinders on most of those people other than your customers like your friends and family and even your employees aren't in your shoes they likely haven't ever experienced being in your shoes and they probably don't know the full picture of your vision maybe you don't even know it yet and so of course they're not going to provide you great advice they're going to provide advice um hint for you as a business owner, I always ask myself, what is this person's motivation? Okay, so thinking of your family or thinking of your team members, you know, what is their motivation? How would the answer to this question or how would, you know, the result of whatever their suggestion is, you know, benefit them? What are they really looking for from this outcome? And maybe it aligns with what you're hoping for. And maybe it doesn't. And there's zero judgment here. This is not like a shame them get out. It's just, thank you so much for your advice. I think I'm going to do this. So or this is my priority for now. Right? So we can't necessarily have that while we are trying to craft what we're good at and the the shape and the direction. 
Um, usually this takes a couple years. There's, you know, always the unicorn who has this really high, fast growth company. Um, and, you know, maybe in that situation, that time period's a little bit less. But overall, you, you're kind of having to have those blinders on. The same can be said for customers. You have to get really good at developing a, this is one customer who's asking for this versus like, in general, this is some like the wider population or my wider client base or customer base. This is their wants, their needs, their desires, their pain points, something that actually speaks for like your community as a whole and not just one person. That's actually like a, a skill that um, in general you need to build. So being able to say, you know, when you're receiving feedback, does everybody feel this way? Or is this one person's opinion? We will never please everybody. Um, but we do try to please most of the people, especially when they're the ones paying us. So um, we do want to hear from our customers. However, early on, one of the growth strategies that we typically adopt is trying to please a lot of people in different ways. We're trying on different services for size. We're trying on different ways of working with people. And to get our name out there, we typically come in as experts in our field and we're just trying on all these different things. We're trying on all these different ways of doing business so that we can find what works for us. And even if you think going in like, no, I've got it hammered down, I can guarantee you things are going to change over time. So those first two years, you've kind of got your blinders on. And now you're like, okay, that's great. You told me not to pay attention. And now you're telling me I do need to. Um, but this is the evolution of business. So if you're past that startup stage, then you need to start getting more and more feedback. And I would start by today's homework is to start making a list of people who you value their feedback. So if we're talking about somebody outside your business, we are thinking of friends and family whose input would be valuable. Now, here's the caveat. There's a few things here. One, if you never want to live life like them, you don't take advice like from them. Okay. So if they've never run a business before, don't necessarily take advice from them about running your business. Even if they have run a business, I want to know their skill set in applying their experience to your business and your industry. If you're not working with somebody that already knows how to do that and already has the capacity to do that, um, I would argue that you need to decipher then maybe the advice that they give is worth hearing, but then you look at it and really, you know, really take an extra little beat to ask if it's for you or ask, ask how it would apply to you or how you'll have success from, you know, their advice, something like that. Take a little bit extra time to make it fit for you. When it comes to employees, maybe you're looking at instead of everybody right from the ground up, you're really looking at your high level managers and you're asking them for input, people that you trust, people who um, the reason I say high level managers is because at that stage, those managers are closer to you and they're going to be closer to your vision. They probably see a little bit more than somebody who's removed from it. So I'm thinking of when I had an accounting firm, I had a couple managers, I had technicians, and then I had um, front desk staff. My front desk staff, because of like how much I was involved in them and just how much they knew and were involved in my business, would not have been the first person I went to for advice on the business unless I was very specifically like, hey, we have a problem in this area, I want to get to the source. 
Um, so maybe that is somebody that you're getting advice from. But in general, if I'm looking at like, you know, where are my weaknesses and I'm asking more of those open-ended questions, then I'm going to my managers and asking those questions. You know, where do we have opportunities that we're not taking advantage of? Where do we have weaknesses that are going to hurt us in the long run? And really taking a look at that. Also, what about your best clients? A lot of the times you have a relationship with them. You can ask them a few questions at the end of your next time together, next time they're in the store, if you have a retail store or next time you're connecting, you can ask them, you know, what's the best part of them working with you? What do they love? What is some of the challenges if they thought there was room for improvement? Now, the challenge that I think here is that whenever you do ask um, a customer for that feedback and they tell you something. I think this is the, you know, like a, I walk on eggshells a little bit with this. I don't know if others have a different opinion, but I feel like when you ask for feedback, there's always a, almost like an expectation then of like, well, I told you that this is what I want. Like now you need to start carrying this or now you need to start offering this. Right. Um, so I would word it in a way of like, Hey, we're thinking about order, um, adding to our service services, you know, over the next couple of years, what are you thinking? They're not going to remember it two years out from now. Um, if you haven't offered it. Okay. So like it almost removes that, like they're expecting you to respond and do exactly as they ask, like right away. And the reason that I say kind of like I tread lightly on this and like I word it specifically is like not to set their expectation up that you're listening to them and going to implement right away. I don't want to give them the perception of like, no matter what you say, I'm going to do it and bend over backwards to get there. I want to say like, hey, I really want to hear from you because I do want to leave myself buffering capacity in case it's just that one client and like or in case it's something that I'm like, yeah, that does not fit with my values or that doesn't fit with what I feel where the direction I want to take this business. But the point is, is that you're asking. We forget so often to do market research. The other area that you could have feedback is somebody who's decided not to buy from you or who has decided to um, not work with you anymore, anymore or who has decided not to work with you just in general. Perhaps you can see who's like got to the checkout on your website and never pushed the button to pay. Maybe you're looking at people that you've had a discovery call to work with you or who's called for a quote and decided not to work with you or somebody who's left your business that exit. And the point of this is, is all of these places, they're so many hold so much valuable information. Now, your challenge here is going to be deciding which of these questions. Are you asking very strategic questions about areas of your business that you're having a challenge and you're trying to, you know, come up with a solution to it? Or are you asking more of these open ended strategy questions? In the last couple episodes, I've really outlined that there's, you know, kind of two areas of your business, one where you're in very reactionary mode, and you're trying to get out of that. So maybe your goal right now is to like treat some of these challenges so you can build capacity to get onto um, the important versus the urgent. Or maybe you are in that stage where you're really looking proactively at what does the future hold. So your questions might differ depending on which stage you're at. But the point here is to start asking them. Now, one of the things that I feel like I wish I would have beefed up if I was looking back at the last two episodes is really pushing you that if you are in that space where you're reacting to the urgent, then I would really, really recommend that you start building capacity 
for looking at the future because we usually get in this cycle where we're like on a hamster wheel of just like urgent, 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 constant, constant, constant. And honestly, you, if your brain is in that pattern, like you will always just find something to be urgent. So we need to start building capacity. It might not be a lot. Maybe it's once a month for an hour or maybe it's every couple of weeks for half an hour. But if you can start building capacity for that future thinking, maybe it starts with just getting some ideas down. But the more often that you do it, the closer you're going to be to implementing it and to breaking that cycle of urgent. It's going to require getting uncomfortable. There's going to be some time in there that somebody is coming to you, a team member's coming to you or a client's coming to you and they're like, this has to happen right now. It's so urgent, it's urgent. And you are going to have to be uncomfortable saying, thank you, I appreciate this. And you're gonna to wanna to say, I'll do it right now, but you're gonna say, I'm, I can get to this two days from now, or I can get to this tomorrow. And starting to not respond right away, building that capacity to get off of the hamster wheel. And I promise you the minute that you start building that muscle, everything changes in business. But it is, it requires you taking those first couple steps and repeating them. So re step one and then repeat. And the more often you do it, you will see your entire business change. So if you're in the urgent, I have lots of hope for you to get out of that stage. I know that sometimes when you're in it, it can feel completely hopeless, like it's never going to end. But I guarantee you it will if you start taking the steps. And if you're in that looking at what's important in the future of your business. I'm celebrating you for getting there because I know it took work to do that. And I'm excited for you to take some of these questions from these boardroom series and apply them to your business to create a really strong foundation and an incredible future. Okay, until next time, my friends, I cannot wait. Um, I love hearing from you. I say this every single episode because I absolutely mean it. Please send me a DM. Tell me about what you took away from this episode. Tell me something that you're changing in business. I really love to just chat with people in the DMs and just hear about businesses. I'm so excited. The other day, somebody actually messaged me that they had listened to this podcast. Um, I had no idea because I they didn't I didn't follow them on social media, um, but they told me they've been listening for a couple months and that the podcast gave them hope to fix their business. And it was so incredible. And then I said, well, hey, where are your challenges? And instantly I was like, oh, yes, I could co totally relate to this. I've seen this before. Here are three things that I think you could do. It was a simple 10 minute voice message. She was like, oh my God, thank you so much. This is so incredible. And it was low commitment. You never know what you might get if you just reach out and ask for help. So please feel free to shoot me a DM. I truly am here to help. And I just appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know. You want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.